0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pop Culture University. I am Patty Eminger. If you don't know, I'm a famous TikToker, pop culture expert, Instagram model, twunk, not Twink, let's not get it confused, and Ungaslightable Batty. Recently I've been calling myself Ungaslightable and it has been life-changing. Um... It's made me trust myself more and not take shit from anyone. So I would recommend trying to be ungaslightable in your life. It's kind of been my brand lately on my Instagram, my whole shtick. So if you don't follow me there, go follow my ungaslightable journeys. Anyway, um, yeah, welcome to Pop Culture University, the lesson for today. Oh, Pop Culture University is where we um, talk about what's going on in pop culture and try to learn something from it. Just letting you know, that's the tagline. Anyway, today's lesson is we are going to be talking about Tom Holland and Zendaya and how they were told their relationship was not going to work. And we're going to get into all that and who told them that and how they did not listen to them. And we're going to talk about uh, Travis Scott and Kylie, how they're pushing along after the Astroworld uh, tragedy and how Travis is trying to get out of his lawsuits. And we're going to get into all of that and talk about what we can learn from how we, how Travis is reacting Which is a little disgraceful, so let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Okay, so the first thing i want to talk about is the fact that i just saw spider-man um what is this one called no way home anyway i just saw the new spider-man and it was incredible it was so amazing me and my friend went to the theaters actually to see don't look up we weren't planning on seeing spider-man but Um, Don't Look Up was, for some reason, taken off of the showings for the night. So we were like, okay, well, we're already here. We want to go see something. And there were two seats left for Spider-Man right next to each other. So we were like, oh my God, we have to go. And it was such a great film. I've never even seen the other Spider-Mans with Tom Holland or the past ones. Um, And I had such a great time watching it. I totally got the plot. Um, They did a good job of like filling in the holes, even if you really didn't know what um, the past plots were but you can tell that the people in the theater who did watch the other ones were like super into it and people were cheering and screaming and yeah, it made me laugh and cry. And it was surprisingly so funny. Like for some reason I didn't expect Marvel to, I expected Marvel movies to be a little more serious. I don't ever watch them. So when I went and saw this one, it was like, I expected it to be like really serious and like action and like this superhero, you know, is fighting crime and blah, 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 blah. But it was actually just like really funny. Me and my friend were talking during it, which we shouldn't have been doing. But we were like, this kind of just feels like a cartoon for like adults. And we were like grown men just like this. And yeah, it was just so much fun to watch. It was so much more funny than I thought it would be. And it was like really campy and cute. Tom Holland and Zendaya were amazing in it. I loved seeing them interact now that we know they're a couple and everything. And I won't spoil anything but it made me feel a whole range of emotions and it was literally like a 10 out of 10 like i want to go back and watch the old ones anyway um let's get into what actually the spider-man producer said to the two stars tom and zendaya who are um dating she the long time running uh spider-man producer i believe her name is amy pascal she actually told tom and zendaya before they started filming the first movie that they should not even try to date because it's not going to work out yeah crazy like how are you going to tell Tom and Zendaya not to date that's first of all wild to me that she had the nerve to say that to the young love couple Mm -hmm. but anyway let's get into like Tom and Zendaya's relationship just like a little overview if you don't know already so maybe you can appreciate this a little more um okay let's get into it so Tom Holland and Zendaya um they have done two spider-man films together before 2017 and there's been a lot of rumors of them dating literally ever since the first film just because people saw their chemistry they saw them interact at premieres and press tours and people just really wanted them to date people were rooting for them um something that really made people want to root for them is that tom holland during like i think a gq interview where he was like uh answering questions the most asked tom holland questions like do you know the ones where they have the boards and they tear off the white stickers and answer the most tom holland questions about himself um he said that his first celebrity crush was zendaya and i was like oh my god wait that's so cute that his first celebrity crush was zendaya i was like i wonder where he even saw her first like shake it up or maybe like um what's that movie the greatest showman she was great in that so i was like i wonder where he saw her anyway she was his first crush i'm trying to think of who my first celebrity crush was i i don't know P- people always ask me this and i never really have like a solid answer for them I, yeah i don't know damn anyway what are you guys a celebrity crush i'm sure you have one of mine anyway um so yeah there was a lot of like lead up to them actually confirming that their relationship was real um there was kissing photos in them july of 2021 which i'm sure you guys remember that was over the summer there was a photo of them in their car kissing and it really broke the internet because people were like i knew it like confirmed finally they're dating we knew this was going to happen we knew they've been dating on the down low like ever since the second movie and people just thought they like got them and um but Tommins and dad didn't want to reveal their relationship back then so when it finally came time to Tom Holland confirmed that they were dating in an interview only last month only in November and he said that even though their relationship is going amazing and I don't know if he used the word love yet but he said even though the relationship is going amazing he didn't like how the public treated them in the beginning of their relationship he said um, to GQ he said I've always been really adamant to keep my private life my private life private because I share so much of my life with the world anyway we sort of felt robbed of our privacy i don't think it's about not being ready i just think we didn't want to talk about it that was in reference to the july 2021 like kissing photos of them in their car like i said the media storm was so crazy it was almost like disrespectful like after that photo leaked i remember they were being chased like everywhere they were going trying to get a photo of them kissing interacting there was like photos of them like in their through their window like through their back door the back gate I was getting a little disgusted with how much people were going after them so they said the beginning of their relationship was very rough I feel like besides Pete and Kim honestly they're like the biggest celebrity couple right now just because they're new and their whole film is coming out so there's a lot of hype with them and they said they really did not enjoy that um and we'll get into why you know this has to do with the whole reason they shouldn't date in a second but Ever since um, they confirmed they were dating, Tom did last month, they've been showing a lot of affection finally because the secret was out and um, they've been showing affection on Instagram. Tom posted for Zendaya's birthday and it was super cute. Um, He called her like beautiful and my love and stuff like that. And Zendaya posted for Tom a photo of him in like the blue screen room where they do the CGI for Spider-Man and she said, my Spider-Man, like some things never change that's so cute that their that her cat name for him can be my spider-man because he's fucking spider-man like my cat name for whoever i'm with won't be fucking my spider-man it'll be like babe like cutie like you know i wish i had like something cool to call them but um anyway oh oh and tom calls her my mj because that's like her initials in the movie it's so cute anyway oh they also had that really cute moment where zendaya was like i don't care if he's shorter because Tom is like 5'8 and 5'10 and they were like kind of like poking fun at people saying that like they're a united front okay Zendaya and Tom you know they're going strong and they're not gonna let the haters of short kings get them down we people on the internet say they love short kings but do they really anyway let's get to why they're not gonna last apparently so apparently there's a spider-man curse where I'm like adjusting myself Hold on oh talking into this mic is exhausting So apparently there's a Spider-Man curse where every Spider-Man ever has dated his lead um, female co-star love interest um, to name names. It was Tobey Maguire, the first one, and dating Kirsten Dunst. They were in the first three films. And then Andrew Garfield was dating Emma Stone, who were also in the first three films. And apparently both of their relationships did not end very well. And they just did not last overall. So now people are saying like, oh, there's a Spider-Man curse, Tom and Dave even though we love them, they're not going to last. Um, Toby and Kirsten didn't last long at all. Literally, like, I think less than six months. And then Andrew and Emma Stone, six months at the most, by the way. Like, it was short. Andrew and Emma Stone, they actually lasted four years from the time they started dating, but they didn't last much after the film series was over. So the producer, knowing all these failed relationships have happened, pulled... She said she pulled Zendaya and Tom Holland aside when they started to film the first movie. And she said, I took Tom and Zendaya aside separately when we first cast them and gave them a lecture to not even go there. Don't try it. Stay away from it. She said, she was explaining how the whole like, theory about how it's just better if they don't date and it's going to complicate things it's going to make the movies worse if they break up because she's expecting them to break up and your life even outside the film will be hectic and it's not going to last with everything that's going on so she kind of like got in their heads and told them Jack that their relationship was not going to last and when it was confirmed she later said uh they all ignored me the the producer she said all the spider-mans have ignored me and dated their female co-stars and she wished them the best of luck but basically they've had some haters in their path who said they were just not going to last and she then gave them advice about how to make it last and everything like that so i hope they take it um they don't take much of her advice apparently but i feel like tom and zendaya are gonna break the spider-man curse they've had so much history tom has liked zendaya for way more beyond just the spider-verse oh my god me being such a marvel stan i say spider-verse is that even a thing the spider-verse i don't know one other character in marvel anyway i know i suck at being petty pop culture anyway what can we learn from this because we try to learn things here i think what we can learn is that love is love and if you feel if you feel it go for it um don't listen to anyone telling you where your relationship is not going to work people on the outside even though people say like when you're inside a relationship you can have rose-colored glasses and you can't see all the toxicness from the outside and listen to your friends um i think don't listen to your friends i think only you really truly know how your relationship is going and if it's healthy and you're happy don't listen to people if you guys are being a success um the only people that's truly knowing what's going on is the two people in it so yeah don't be afraid to give love a try and hashtag love is love don't listen to people who are telling you your romantic life will not work out because it can and curses are made to be broken. So. That is what we can learn from that. Next topic. Okay, the next lesson I want to get into is with Kylie and Travis. So as you know, everything that happened in Astro World went down. It was the biggest news ever. So you definitely know what happened with that. But people are kind of wondering what Kylie and Travis are doing now because Kylie has been uh, very low-key. I wouldn't say she's in hiding, but she's been really low-key on social media, only posting a few things here and there to basically promote her businesses. And Travis has been completely in hiding up until his recent interview with Charlemagne the God where he basically denied all responsibility for what happened in Astro world but first let's talk about them as a couple and how they're holding up after this and preparing for their second baby so if you didn't know kylie jenner is pregnant she is um i think in her second trimester i actually don't know but basically whenever it's time to have um a baby shower like that's how far along she is so kylie had a baby shower for herself it was at her house. No, it was actually at Chloe's house and her whole family went. They'll probably film it for the Hulu show, so we'll get a little peek at how extravagant it was and how many millions of balloons were there and everything like that. Um but anyway, people were wondering if Travis went because usually the father goes and we're hearing that Travis did go to the um baby shower. It's been one of the only places he has went since um has left the house. So basically people were saying Travis was Travis went, he put on a good front. He did everything he had to do and then he left. He was not there the whole time. Um, Apparently him and Kylie are just like hunkering down at home, getting ready for baby number two. Kylie kind of wanted this pregnancy to be more peaceful anyway. So they were probably going to stay home for the most part anyway. um, Travis really has no choice because he's been dropped from like every other job he has going on as he should. So basically Kylie and Travis are just spending a lot of time together and away from the whole world um that's why we really haven't seen them and i think that's the best thing they can do right now i'm not like defending travis or anything but i think it's in a wake of something like this like i think the best thing you can do is just be with your family and settle down and let them calm you down and then really think about like what you're gonna do next but especially when you have a baby coming i think it's best to just be calm lay low that's probably what chris jenner is telling them to do i wonder how much of kylie's gonna be on this season Because while the Kardashians will confront their controversies on the show, they don't always do it quite in depth. So we'll see how much Kylie actually says about it. But um, let's talk about Travis's interview with Charlemagne. So Travis, for the first time, spoke to someone since the tragedy. Um, Him and Charlemagne have worked together before. Um, I'm not sure how close they are, but he probably just felt comfortable doing it with him rather than like Diane Sawyer, who would like rip him to shreds. So he did an interview with Charlemagne the God and Charlemagne asked him really every question we wanted to know. So shout out to Charlemagne. The interview was great, but through the whole interview, Travis just kind of denied any responsibility for what happened in World. and people were hoping he would do the exact opposite, but that is unfortunately not what happened. Um, I wasn't that surprised, but here are the three biggest ways Travis denied responsibility. The three things that he said that really stuck out to me and, um, the three biggest blames that he relieved himself of. So first he said, when it came to the screaming fans in the crowd, you know, everyone in the crowd was screaming for him to stop the show. People were on the floor. People were unconscious. People were dying. He said he didn't hear them at all. He said he had in ears in. Um, He was hearing playback. He could really only hear, you know, the white noise of the crowd. He had no idea what they were saying. Oh, okay. I I guess I can accept that. Obviously we don't know what it's like to perform in front of a crowd of 50,000 people. So, But that's what he said. He said he just fully did not hear them. Um, Unfortunately, no one notified him, he said. So he kind of said, like, how could he, you know, even hear anyone? Next, he said, when it comes to the fact that he has encouraged raging at his shows before, quotes, he would always say the word raging. And Travis Scott's shows have had a bad rep for people um, not feeling safe. Or Travis even got arrested for breaking safety guidelines at one of his concerts before. So, um, he said, raging to him, he he said he didn't really feel like he encouraged raging to the level that happened to Astro World Because to him, raging just means having a good time and going hard, but also making sure each other are safe and loving each other while having a good time at the concert. Um, he literally said raging means looking out for people around you while having a good time. That is such an excuse to me because he ne- has never like specified that. You know, in his tweets before he, when he was talking about talking about raging before he literally was like break down the barriers, like get as close to the stage as you can, go as hard as you can. He encouraged people to like break through the ticket lines, gates um, at Astroworld, and people did that, and people got trampled. Then, so th- I absolutely not, Travis, absolutely not. So that I'm not on his side at all. Can't really defend him there. Third thing he said is that it's kind of Live Nation's fault because they were understaffed. And they needed to control the crowd. He said he could control what's going on on the stage. They need to control what's going on off the stage. And I agree that Live Nation needs to be held responsible as well. But I think if, you know, he really means that he thinks that Raging is about um, loving each other and taking care of each other. And he really, like, loves his fans. That I think he is also a little responsible for what's going on in the crowd and keeping his crowd safe. And while there were a lot of people there, and maybe he couldn't hear them, he could have just done more to make sure the crowd was okay. After he saw how hard they were going, and after he saw the ambulances, which he also said he didn't think the ambulance lights were ambulance lights. He said they, he thought they were something else. He said he thought they were like a, like a spectacle for the crowd because there was a lot of like, uh, you know, structures built there and festivities for people to look at and take pictures by. So he thought it was like that apparently. So he just said Live Nation needed to take care of what was going on in the crowd. Um, So with all that being said, it has come out that Travis is trying to get out of his billions of dollars of lawsuits because it is in the billions now. Um, Lawyers have said that Travis Scott is issuing a general denial, which basically means that um, it's a legal term in civil suits that allows one to submit one blanket response to all the allegations against them. So basically he's putting out... um, like a lawsuit that is going to combat every single allegation against him because they are all very similar. Um, TMZ said, in other words, Travis is making it clear that the deaths and injuries are not his responsibility. And he's asking the judge to toss the suits against him and his entities. Um, Travis is planning to issue a similar response for every similar, every similar, sorry, every civil suit against him. And there are a lot. So basically Travis, not only, Verbally denies responsibility, but now he's trying to lawfully get out of being held responsible for everything that happened in World, which I think is just insanely disgraceful. I understand not wanting to pay that much um, money, and it would be nice to have his name cleared, but at the end of the day, we all know he is responsible, and I think he should take responsibility. And I can't believe he's even trying to get out of every single lawsuit. I could see maybe him trying to work something out where the fine or the punishment is less, but the fact that he's trying to like get them thrown out is just insane. So um what can we learn from this going on with Travis? I think take responsibility for your mistakes. I get this is like a monumental, huge, tragic mistake, but I think he's still just for the sake of everyone affected and for his soul, I think he should take responsibility. Like he's rich, like Kylie's rich. The money seems to be a really important factor for him. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to hold himself accountable, but it looks like him not taking responsibility looks even worse than him creating an, an unsafe environment, in my opinion. So I think he should take immense responsibility. And what we can learn is just we should take responsibility for ourselves because it's really embarrassing when we don't. So we need to hold ourselves accountable for things for things, and just try to do better in the future. Um, it can be a little embarrassing taking responsibility for mistakes and consequences suck. But I think at the end of the day, that's the most productive respectful thing to do. So everyone has been shitting on him since this has come out and well deserved. So to avoid people shitting on you for rightful reasons, I think you should learn to what? Take responsibility for yourself. That is the lesson that goes along with that. So that's it. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in to Pop Culture University today. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Uh, Let's review what we learned. Sorry, I just burped. I get why Wendy Williams did that um, on her show a lot. Anyway, from Thomas and Deo, we learned that um, don't let anyone intrude on you and your relationship and your true love. I think you should just keep it between you two and love is love and don't let anyone stop you from pursuing happiness and love and um yeah that was what we learned from that (laughs) and uh with what travis said we learned to majorly take responsibility for yourself and that is a very powerful sentence take responsibility for yourself so i'm just going to leave it there that's what we learned today thank you for tuning in please tune in tomorrow i'm not perfect i may not make an episode but i'm definitely gonna at least make three a week at the same time. So, you at noon, I think. So, tune in then. Thank you for tuning in and make sure to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or, I think on Spotify, you follow it, and then on Apple Podcasts, you rate it. So, do that. And yeah, I appreciate you. I hope you have the best day ever. And I will see you next time.